150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure. So you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep starts now with all Tempur-Pedic mattresses on sale and savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Sunday evening, and that means the fat back for episode 16. Um, I'm Gav, your host, as usual. Um, and with me, um, it's the usual gang, Ian, Grizz, and Matt. Um, Bournemouth, Neil, Liverpool for it's a happy Sunday, and we rock on towards Christmas, and the unbeaten run continues. Um, Ian, I'm going to come to you first, as usual. The lineup, um, we had Mignolet. We had Gomez, Clavin, Lovren, Robertson. We had Henderson, Wijnaldum, Coutinho, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Salah, Firmino. Um, I was really happy with it. Um, how did you feel about that lineup when you seen it come out at about half past three today? Yeah, I was happy with it. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm happy with whatever line he puts out. I'm not one of these people who has like a pre-match mental fume. Do you know what I mean? I just like to give them a chance and then I'll judge after the game. Uh, I thought Mane had start, to be honest, the way he, he picked them up a bit in the, well, I don't know if picked up's the right word, he talked about them midweek saying that it, the miss against Everton's affected him and he's trying his hardest and he thinks he's almost back to his best, so I thought he might have started, but uh, yeah, that, I, I'm fine with that, you can always go Trent or Gomez, he seems to prefer Gomez away from home because he's better defen- defensively, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, Sam it. No, no big yeah. surprises. Yeah, so you are happy, and you're you're in the same boat as me. Um, happy with the lineup, and and I'm a bit with you as well. I think whatever lineup we throw out, I just think we can be people, and that's just the way I am. Grizz, um, during the week on the Trippers podcast, you were of the opinion when you sent in a message that Mane might be dropped, not dropped, rested. Um, I I thought you might be right, and it turns out that way, and. I think it works well in the in, in the end, doesn't it? He doesn't have to come on the pitch um, because we're so comfortable and, and it's good moving forward for Arsenal in whatever it is, five days' time. But with you, the overall team, you were happy with as well, yeah? Spot on, yeah. I was very happy with it. Um, the Ox... The Ox... Are, he's been playing well, hasn't he? Every time he's come on, he's had a, he's had a very positive impact uh, on proceedings and, and the games he started, he's done really well. So he was kind of... It was kind of um, right to give him a chance, and this is what we want, don't we, Gav? We want quality um, uh, 
choices for selection, and that's what we got. So we dropped, and he's dropped, rested or whatever you call it, but he's rested, Mane, and Ox has come in and done an absolute fantastic job. Uh, the rest of the team kind of picked itself, didn't it? I mean, as Ian says, Gomez is always chosen, mostly chosen for away trips. He saves Trent for the home games, doesn't he? Um, especially against teams that sort of going to sit back. Saying that, I thought Gomez linked up really well. He's improving week week by week with his uh, forward play. And the rest of the team, um, yeah, Mignolet came back in, didn't he? Um, after being sort of rested, sort of slight knock on his ankle. And uh, the rest of the team picked itself and uh, performed, <clears throat> performed admirably. Yeah, definitely did. Um, Matt, Grizz talks about it there. Mignolet comes back in. Gomez is is preferred to Trent and the rest of it more or less picks itself. What did you think of the the setup of the team? Because when the team comes out, people are thinking is a four three three. Will it be four four two? Um, what way were you happy to see the way they went and the, the way they started the game? Yeah, like the other two lads said, uh, I can't really build on that anymore. Really, the the team was good. I'm absolutely fine with Klopp rotating. Like it's we saw what happened last season with uh, in January. And the legs just fell off all the lads there. Like So now we're rotating. And other than a couple of unlucky draws, really, like we should have beat Everton. We weren't amazing against West Brom, but we still should have beat them. Other than that, it, it's worked perfectly. And the lads are going to have the legs in them now to, to kick on through in, in January, February. Like So, yeah, I mean, the whole team, when I saw it, I was happy. Uh, I'm not... Usually when I'm happy with the team, we lose, which is... Uh, Annoying, but but I was happy with this team, and we went on to win four 0 It's it's it was one of them games really where because we got the goal fairly early, like we we kicked on, and the last two games which everyone was fuming over, if we got the same goal early, we we kick on and we win that game, like we win both of them. It was, uh, but yeah, absolutely. I like the squad is a lot better. I mean, obviously in the defense, uh, we haven't got the squad. We we know who's going to be playing there, uh, lot. Trent or Gomez, I'm happy for either of them to start. But the centre-backs, it's just, we just have to put up for it, really. But the depth we've got in midfield and, and in the attackers now, I'm loving it. I'm loving the rotating. No one knows what, what team's going to play, and it's great. Yeah, the, the rotating for me isn't the big issue. Um, I just find sometimes when we... Like, you have to change players in this this um, part of the season because the amount of games that are coming, it's literally... Weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, and it's going on and on and on. Um, but sometimes the players to me just look a bit, bit out of sorts because they're playing with someone different beside them in a slightly different system. They need to they need to be drilled a little bit more on that. But um, Matt, I'll stick with you. The game starts and Liverpool just take control of this early. They set the tempo, and for me, Bournemouth looked a bit. They looked a bit caught between two stills because they wanted to play their own game. But they were also wary of Liverpool, and that didn't suit them at all because they were they were too open, and Liverpool just, for me, dominated from from the off really. Is there a question in there? <laughs> 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 nah, I know what you mean, mate. Um, I mean, I, I love Eddie Howe. I, <laughs> I, I, he uh, he plays the game how, how it should be played. Like I, I've got a lot of respect for Eddie, but. Him setting up like that is an absolute amateur thing to do. I mean, did he not see any of our losses this season or last season? It's 
it's the worst thing he could do, setting his team up to play football. It, it, like, I'm, I'm happy he goes about it, he's confident in himself, he goes about it that way, but it's just not the right thing to do to us, and, and 4 nil shows exactly why. Um, yeah, I was, as soon as we kicked the ball, I mean, I didn't, for some reason I just didn't think it would be enough West Brom, and I, I knew we'd run through these today, really. I'm surprised it wasn't more, to be fair. I thought it was going to be five or six, but four's all right, like... Uh, uh. But can I a say something? Time. Yeah, go on, Grizz. I was going to come to you next anyway. Go on. With, 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 it's, it's in relation to that. Do you remember last season when one of their defenders came out in the press and said something? We were going to target, you know, uh, their keeper. Or we knew they poor on set pieces and corners. So I don't know if we should take that much credit away from Liverpool. Because I'm sure they would have had sort of similar game plan. Look, we're going to try to get set pieces. They played two wingers, that Danny Pugh or Mark Pugh, whatever it is, and Jordan Ibe. So I'm sure their target was to sort of the wingers attacking our fullbacks, get crosses in. They played two up top. Um, they had Jermaine Defoe rested in the weekend, so he was nice and fresh for us. Their back wall was for the same. So they didn't, I mean, okay, fair enough. They set up how they set up, but, you know, I think credit needs to go. We just didn't let them get any momentum. Sort of, you know, normally we have a, we, we, we sort of let teams um, have a sniff against us. You know, we always say that we let them build up momentum and then we can't handle the pressure, we don't control it. I think, in my opinion, I think we just restricted their set pieces, their free kicks, corners, whatever, you, you know, any chance of them getting into that box. I think it was... Near enough for me, one of the most complete performances from our side. And I think it's, you know, I mean, he's not that naive. I mean, Eddie Howe is a is a very good coach, as Ian says. Yeah, he likes playing the right way. But I, I remember him saying, you know, you know, in, in the pre-match build-up, we are going to target their weaknesses. But I just don't think they had a chance to. We didn't give them a, a chance to target our weaknesses. Yeah, but that's because how they set up, like, if... When we do concede chances, it's generally a, a hoof to ball situation. Like if they, try, if any team, not just them, if any team it, tries to pass through they, us, they, they get they get they, pressed to fuck. Matt, ah, ah. Matt, it's not Matt, it's not it's not it's not building up through the back. They, if you watch the game, you you probably my chances are you was probably pissed. They made a lot of the, in the first 20, 30 minutes. They tried to put a lot of balls in the channels. You know, like where sort of Robertson's got gone forward or, or sort of Josh King to chase onto. They just didn't get enough of the ball to play those balls. Like a couple of times they were nearly through or sort of offside or whatever. And we were kind of sort of left two against two at the back. I just think our setup countered their setup. Yes, you could say he didn't he didn't change it. Like what you can say is Eddie Howe didn't change it throughout the game. Yeah, you're that, right. Okay, that, that was a predictable lineup. That. that was a predictable setup from him. That's that's what he does mm. week in week out. But they did try to. But they did try to vary their game. They did hit a lot of balls in the channels in the first 20, 30 minutes for Josh King and Defoe to sort of chase down and Harry our centre backs who touch wood, fingers crossed. You know everything crossed, man. Hope it carries on in the future. Uh, they looked very secure and comfortable. Yeah, no. For me, um, Bournemouth, at times, they didn't know whether to be high up the pitch because they were afraid yeah. of the break. They didn't know whether to be deep. They might get played around, and then they couldn't. The, the gaps between their defenders, midfielders, and, and forwards was just that bit too much, and Liverpool just picked up everything. But, look, um, 
Ian, I'll come to you on the goals. We might as well get into them. Coutinho gets the first one. And um, two things about it. Um, I think it's a really good goal, but how much does Coutinho hate Robertson? Because he just hates passing the ball to him. It's just something that's in my head all the time now. He just he nearly refuses to pass the ball to him. Uh, I'm not having it. I'm not having that conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> I, I think me it's neither, bollocks. Me, me neither. I'm, I'm not oh, yeah. having it at all. I'm not having it. And by not passing to him in that goal, he actually creates space for him to score. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, if that was Moreno running down the outside on the left, Coutinho would faint to use him and then cut inside anyway. How many times does he cut inside? Yeah, I just, think that's, that's, that's a go-to move. I think Robert. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think if it's Moreno, he passes to him <laughs> in that position. I, 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 I just think. People are looking way too hard at, at this just because Moreno speaks similar language to him. Nah, I'm not having it. I'm not having it at all. But I, the I goal just, itself, yeah. Without your like uh, hatred uh, for Scottish people, obviously, uh, it's good, man. It's good. Uh, Robertson gets down the outside. Coutinho does his little move inside. You think he's gonna bend it into the far corner because that's his stock move, isn't it? The, the defender commits himself because he thinks I better get I better get this block in now, and then he goes past another defender, and then it almost it almost looks like a bit of a well he goes the opposite opposite direction, doesn't it? It's not the cleanest finish, I don't think. Listen, it's a very very good goal. It's it's Brazilian Coutinho at his best. I just don't think their defence covered themselves in much glory, Jordan. To be honest, he didn't really. Have to do too much. He just kind of slalom through it, like. But take not one away from him. He's still got to be creative, creative enough to do it, like. But it's just a really good. It's really lucky that he hates our Scottish left back, or it wouldn't have been a goal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> if it, and but the only thing is, if Moreno was playing, he would have got his, his fourth goal of the season because he would have slid him in, you know. Um, yeah. Matt, um, we we you touched on West Brom there a few minutes ago and how we we didn't play great against them. Um, we end up with a nil-all draw, but and kind of a momentum gets lost during the game against West Brom, where we seem to start really well, and then the belief seems to go out of the team a little bit. But the, that Coutinho goal is perfect, perfectly timed, isn't it? Where we get that, and then we can really, really kind of grab a hold of the game. It's a, it's a great time to get a goal, and it means then we we're in the ascendancy, and and Bournemouth have to come and play then, really come and play. Yeah, exactly. Like any any time. Um, we get a goal in the first 20 minutes. I, I don't think we've lost a match under Klopp. It's, as soon as we make that team come out towards us, it just opens it up for us. I mean, we're, we're good. We're good at losing, um, winning positions. Like, But that's down to our defence, not the attack. When we get that first goal, you just know there's two or three more coming, definitely. And who better to get it than, than little Phil? I think... Uh, you're being a bit harsh to him there, Ian, lad. He, he absolutely sells all three defenders. Like, even when Robson's running past down the left, he's looking over his shoulder to, to trick the defender, like. And then he looks at him again, and he just faints inside, and the defender's about five yards in front of him, and he, he absolutely sells him. Like, like do you, hang on, but do, do you think he tricks the defender by looking at the left-back, or do you think he goes to pass to Moreno and realises he's not playing? <laughs> and I think fuck this. Fuck this. I'm going all the way myself. I think he confuses both. himself. It's a, it's a, it's a momentary lapse in fucking concentration. He yeah. forgot the team sheet. He absolutely. And when he looked, he he fucked up. Fuck this. I'm going to have to do it on my own. 
exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. It's very obviously it's very good, but I, if that was my side defending and he conceded that goal, I'd be angry that there wasn't more done to Coutinho before he gets that shot off. Honestly, do you know what I mean? That's I'm, what I mean. Like. I'm watching it now, and the, the look over his shoulder, and then he drops he drops his shoulder as well to the left. Just everything about what he does in that situation says he's about to pass it, and that that defender Absolutely. has no idea. He's just he's he's fucked. He's absolutely fucked. I'm, 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 I'm with Gav slightly. I do think... What do um, you mean with Gav? I Gav th- hasn't said anything. Listen to my uh, explanation, innit? So I, I, I do think... Innit? Um, I Blood. do think... I do think Phil... I do think Phil looks at Robson Kanu and tends to pass less to him than when Moeno's playing, right? Because Moeno... He has. But it's not through hatred. I don't know if Gav's made a, a hatred thing. It's I just... say hatred... I know Ian intended to hatred. Yeah, he intended to hatred. But do you know what? The thing Gav is... Gav hates Scottish people. It's, it's known this fact. Is escalating. No, this is escalating very quickly, isn't it? <laughs> Hold on, I've got to what turn my this? TV down. No, you look, carry on. I'm just going to do something. It's a babe station. Okay, piss off. Um, right, listen, I'm going to leave him there. Grizz can go off and mute his telly or whatever he's doing. Um... It's 2-0 shortly after. Um, Matt will come to you first on this one. And Lovren gets the goal. Um, and it's it's all that we deserve, I think. We're, we're Again, after the goal, we're on top. We're, we're dictating play. And it's good to see... It's not... Yeah, it's probably a scrappy goal, but it's good to see them, isn't it? A scrappy goal where we, we, we take advantage of, like, a scramble in the box. But he's brave as well with the header. And um, I'm delighted for Lovren to see... To get, to get a goal, but... Matt, I think that puts the game to bed. In my opinion, were you, were you thinking the same? <laughs> Fuck off, lad. 2-0 never puts us to bed. <laughs> what are you saying, lad? No, it, it, no I'm already I'm I'm seen in the first, whatever it was, half an hour. Yeah, I know what I you thought mean. the game was over when he started. Right, Lovren, as much as he puts that in with his head, he can, he can fucking put two of them in the other end as well. Um, no, no, it's, it's a proper Begsy goal. Like, I'm, I'm well happy with it. Bobby does well, doesn't give it up, keeps it in. And then uh, Lovren goes for a diving header about foot off the floor because he, he's not confident in his own feet. Uh, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only messing around. <laughs> nah, I made, up, I made up he's got it, but I just hope it doesn't distract from the fact that he's not that good a centre-back. Do you know what I mean? We, we, we see this week in, week out. See, he'll have a run of three, four games where he does okay. Maybe gets a goal or does a good slide and tackle and people forget he's uh, he's got a massive error. In him, so I uh, coming up to January. I hope like that people don't just fucking see this as like the Dortmund goal and forget that he's he's pretty shy. And we need we need to improve on him. I I am being negative. I know, mate. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it, and it does it, it helps us kick on in the game because they've got to come out. But yeah, as I said, it's uh, a stage I'm loving in it. Yeah, I think you're being a bit harsh there. Yeah, a little tiny bit harsh, but I know where, but I know where you're coming from. Um, people will be waiting because he does go on these cycles. A bit like Skirtle did, but Skirtle done them on seasons. Skirtle have a good season and an absolute catastrophe of one. Um, but um, no, he gets sh- it. Way, Ian, he makes it. He makes little, it. Hey, come a little, on. little shout out to Clavin, by the way. Just, I know quality. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing very well, mate. It's well, we're kind of at that stage now where. If a defender doesn't make a mistake, then we say he's doing well. But Clavin's just quietly gone about his game. He's he's kicking on. What is he? Thirty three, thirty four. Like uh, there was one pass. There was one pass in the second half. Clavin played, 
and we were three 0 up, I think, at the time. And I could have punched the fucking telly <laughs> because he, he gets the just to touch on just to touch on this quickly. He gets the ball. Um, Lovren is asking for it. He, he turns it away from Lovren with it. Robertson is looking for it. He turns away from Robertson, and then he decides to wait and wait and wait until there's somebody literally on Coutinho's back and then tries to pay a pass into him in the middle of midfield. And Coutinho's bundled off it. And I lost the fucking... I lost me mind. It was 3-0, but I still lost me mind because it was, it was schoolboy fucking stuff. Um, Ian, um, Matt has been a little bit harsh on Lovren there. Maybe he's not. You maybe think the same, but um, I think it's a brave header. I think it, it puts us in complete control. And the more, the more times we can get our centre-halves in them areas and, and notching a few for us, you know, it's only good for us. Is is that a question? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I concur with everything you've just said. Uh, yeah, nah, it must be an out of order. A fella's just scored a diving header, and he uses it to call him shit for other games. You know what I mean? If that's the case, then it's, if that's not an agenda, I don't know what is. Yeah, uh, that makes, that's, the, I, that's almost worse than Gav's agendas against Scots. I've got an agenda. If, if, I admit it. Nah, you know it's all, it's a, he should score. He shows a bit of bravery. You know what I mean? I suppose he's quite a brave fella. If any any header that's above his shoulders, he's putting over the bar anyway. So maybe that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Head everything below his waist. But again, I sound like a bit of a menopausal old woman at the minute. But it's just terrible defending. The whole the whole the whole thing's terrible defending. Uh, but we'll take it. Do you know what I mean? It's like the type of goal we'd concede that. Uh, but yeah, it's good. You so you were happy with it, were you? Was that was that an answer you gave me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We continue no, on. I'm also, I'm, I'm <laughs> a fucking talk. Fuck off. <laughs> no change there. You never fucking talk to me anyway. Um, right. We go on. Uh, Riz, I'll give you first, first go on this, and it's Salah's goal um, that makes it 3-0 and really, really wraps up the game. Um, I was speaking to Ian earlier, believe it or not, we do speak, and Ian again is thinking, he gets a little bit lucky, I think, but the majority of it is world-class. For me, it's a fabulous goal. Um, I think Oxlade-Chamberlain gets the assist for playing him in down the side. I could be wrong, but Grizz, um, that's 20 goals now in all competitions for Salah, and he doesn't look like stopping, does he? He doesn't, does he? And uh, long may it continue, man. This is, we talk, you know, let's carry on talking about it every week because it will just mean that he's been having a phenomenal season and it's not stopping. His goal, I, I see where Ian's coming from, but we how many times have we seen sort of Robin and Messi score from that type of run where it looks like the defenders are sort of not doing... Um, as much as they can, but they by now you've got to remember they're petrified. I mean that Charlie Daniels guy went off with a, an injury, but I think he was just dazed. I mean Salah really, really took him to the cleaners. Uh, I think it was it was you're right. It was Ox who slid him and down the side. We did try that move a couple of times actually, and a couple of times Joe Gomez or Henderson or Ox were just sort of overhitting the ball where Salah would just you know was Salah was making his Brilliant off the ball runs as usual, but the passing was slightly off. It was either under, under hit and the defender would stop it, or it would go out of play. This one was right into his path. It, it sort of, um, 
made Salah uh, get the ball and sort of he was suddenly he was one on one with the with Charlie Daniels. The other defenders tried to get in there. Look, once he's cut inside you, once his feet are so quick. Once he cut, once he's cut inside you, it's there's not a lot you can do as a defender except hope that he misses it. Or because do you remember he had a couple of chances like that and he blazed them over, where he's off off balance, whatever. But this one he finally buries and um, it's a phenomenal goal scoring record. There's just nothing. Uh, there's nothing left to say about it. Just just we just, we just don't want to talk about it now and sort of curse it. You know, just long may it continue and break sort of. Um, every record he can along the way. Yeah, he's um Matt, he's on fire and um he's nearly guaranteeing you a goal a game. He's getting to that stage. But Grizz has touched on something that defenders are petrified. And I agree. They look petrified. Do you think they look petrified or do you just think he's just way better than them? Because some of the times you think they can definitely get a full in, but they look genuinely scared to go near him. Nah, I'm I'm not having that. I'm having it. It's all him. It's all his skill. Like, like you watch that goal back, and it. Um, Ian said earlier, he, he thinks it's lucky, and I, I disagree, man. I um, the goal had absolutely everything. So, in, initially, it's raw pace. He absolutely bends him to get in front of him, and then the first touch, you think he's gonna pull back inside, and so does the defender, like, and he touched it past him, just knowing he's just gonna get in front of him because he's that quick. He goes there, and then he's got the determination to fight him off. Cuts back inside, and it's a world-class finish on him. Like I mean, maybe the the defenders are scared, but it's only because he's what he's doing. It's it's not like being scared's helping him. He, he's just every game. He's just being unbelievable, just skinning them. I I would absolutely hate to be defending against this lad, especially when a ball comes through like that from Oxley Chamberlain because it was a great ball from him. It comes in behind you. You you know you just. You're absolutely fucked. And, uh, yeah, he's just absolutely... As Chris said, you don't want to jinx it. Like, I'm scared to to gloat about him. Uh, like, in, in the yeah, let's just keep it hush-hush. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want Ray on my to come in and fucking steal it. But, yeah, he's, he's, I'm so happy we've got him. And, um, yeah, I, I think it was a world-class goal. Yeah, I think it was a world-class goal as well. Um, he, I've said it a few times. His reputation now was that defenders look and literally are terrified. Ian, I, I want to ask you, um, I don't think you can keep this sort of momentum up for the whole season, but where do you see Salah come the end of the season, realistically, goals-wise? Goals where, where would you put him? Because he's on 20 now, and I think 26 appearances, is it? Um, so we probably how many, another, how many league games have we had? We've had 17, I think. So you're looking at, you're looking at 21 league games. They're probably looking close. If they go in, if they have a couple of games in Champions League, maybe FA Cup. Look, call it 26, 27 games left. How many? Yeah. How many goals? Where do you think he could finish up? I think conservatively, if he finishes with thirty, it's an incredible season. But if there's twenty six games to go, you've got to fancy him to score more than ten goals at the minute. I mean, then you've got to. Uh, so if he was to finish somewhere on like 35, 35 goals, you know what? It's mad. If you, you go on Twitter and people have been crying out for us to spend 70 or 80 million pounds on a, on like a recognised number nine, a prolific striker. We've sneakily got one and we just didn't realise it. I mean, if you swap his figures around with Firmino's, then you're we're over the moon. You've got a striker playing centre centre forward who's got twenty goals. You think is right, brilliant striker. You've got a winger who's got I don't know what Firmino's got. Is it twelve now, thirteen, something like that? Thirteen. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. 
He's got... If, the, if your right winger's got 13, you think that's brilliant. If your centre-forward's got 20, you think that's outstanding. We've got that. They're just the other way round. I don't so, even think Salah's playing on the wing. They're just so interchangeable. Like, well, it, no, it, yeah, he is, I, but he's, like, he's a wide forward. Like I think, say, I so think he's, he's playing fair he's not a number than, nine. than Bobby most of the time, though. Only last few games, Matt. Like I say, Bobby, I've said before on this podcast, Bobby almost drops into the 10 and Mane and Salah go as two forwards ahead of him because he cuts across into the middle. Yeah. And we do that a lot. But going back to the question, which for once Gav actually asked, I would say... You're doing your best not to answer. <laughs> no, I've just said there, con- conservatively, 30. That's a politician's if that's, answer. If, if that's 10 goals, so I'm giving him 10 goals, because I'm like you, I don't want to jinx it. So yeah. t- ten goals and twenty six appearances is is very very doable, isn't it? That'd be thirty goals. We'd take that, get... wouldn't we? <laughs> We'd take yeah, that. I would. I would. Yeah. But if he if he gets thirty five, that's unreal. If he gets any more than that, he's signing for Real Madrid. So I'd rather he just got thirty three and we just kept him for a couple more years. We should just yeah. send him on garden and leave now till next May. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. make him an excuse and get rid of him. Um, no, he, he's phenomenal. Um, and I think. You know, like him with 20 goals, Firmino with 13. Mane will come back and get his fair share between the end of the season. I've no doubt, no doubt about that. Coutinho's chipping in as well. Um, do you know what serious I like about firepower when, when it all comes together. Yeah, go on. Do you, know, do you know what I've noticed in his game as well in the last... And I suppose it comes with with confidence, the better you're playing, sort of. He's taking responsibility and he's showing emotion. I don't know if you guys have noticed, he's showing form. When he, in, in his first... And it's natural... In his first six, eight games, even though he was getting the assists, even though the stats were still good, you know, his performances were sort of, he was very on the periphery of the game, wasn't showing much emotion, sort of not getting involved as much. And as as Zian says, he was playing wide. Maybe, I mean, not maybe, it's definitely tactical. It's a definitely tactical switch where Klopp sort of made him come in field more and sort of alongside Bobby. But also you can see sort of, the leadership's qualities he has on the pitch by performance-wise. I mean, he's not a... Uh, and he doesn't come across as a loud speaker, sort of a vocal type of leader. But he's one of those leaders, mm. and, he's, and he plays like that for his national team as well, where he's the star man. He takes responsibility. He demands the ball off the fullback. He's pointing where he wants the ball, whether he wants it to feet, you know, he's, or whether he wants it played in front of him. So I've noticed that, and, and that's a very good sign that... The, 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 the link-up play between him and Gomez sort of on that side and Firmino is, is really, really improving and that's that bodes very well for the future, man, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Klopp's main outlook on things is if he can have, you know, the, the, the front six, as you would call it, in the team um, all contributing in some way. Um, like, if you come out at the end of the season with Salah, Firmino, say Mane and Coutinho, hitting probably 60 goals between the four of them. You can't really argue with that. Um, and I think that's the way he's gone. And he's who, was last to... week, who was last season's top scorer, guys? Probably Harry uh, Kane. No, ours. <laughs> oh, ours. Kino, wasn't it? Not, there was a few were all around the same. Around like... Isn't it right? 16, I figured, nah, I figured, 15, 16. Yeah, I figured it's Coutinho of like 15. Yeah, it went good. Because if you think about it, are probably our player of the season last season probably well Phil or Mane out of that Mane's probably the one that's not sort of playing to his potential and letting I wouldn't say letting us down that's harsh but 
sort of the one that hasn't even kicked in yet, has he, out of the sort of Fab Four, so to speak. <clears throat> so we're just waiting on Mane kind of to kick form, and then probably, probably that, Salah will drop form. So, yeah. To be fair, though, to Mane, he's, his stats are better than last season. You know? Still good. No, better. Really? Yeah, yeah. Goal and assists, he's getting more. Yeah, I think this season it's every, wow. I think this season's every hundred and three minutes. I think last season it was like every hundred and thirty. But you see, he's surprising. being overshadowed. He's, it's it's being exactly. masked a bit. You see, because he's not looking as good because of what Salah's doing, and I think that's what Klopp wants. Klopp wants Klopp wants players that if you're anywhere in those front six positions, you're contributing. Whether it be seen between ten and twenty goals, if all them players come up with that, you've no issue with if you're playing a false nine or whatever fucking formation you're playing, if you're scoring that amount of goals. Um, Matt, I'll stick with you. We're all, ex- we get to halftime, it's 3-0, we're all expecting, you know, we're, we're all kind of joking as well, you know, oh, we need to do more to make sure of this and stuff like that, but we're all expecting Bournemouth to come out with the start of the second half and really have a, a right goal at us. But, I think they look like they just, they would have taken 3-0 at halftime and, and walked away. And, Firmino makes a 4 and I just want to know what you think of that goal. I thought it was a really, not like Firmino. It wasn't a Firmino kind of goal for me, but I was still pleased to see it. But what did you think of it? Oh, you say that, but he gets a fair few headers. Like, he gets in a nice position, so he doesn't have, it's not like he has to power the header in. It's it's a nice little deft touch on the header just to put it past the keeper. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't worried at all this game. Like I said earlier, they set up perfectly for us so I like I know it was 4-3 last season like but when we came in half time I was like yeah we're, we're having this I had absolutely no worries about this it's not like uh, some of the other games where you think oh they could get one back here like the Everton game it's just I, I knew we were doing it and you, you get that feeling like but yeah it was a, it was a superb goal I mean his mate Phil put a great ball in um, in fact it was an absolute Stunning ball. He curled it round straight to the front post, and he know he's he's done it there. He's looked. He's picked his head up. He's looked at him. He knows exactly where he's going to be, and he puts the ball perfect for him. And all he needs to do is just a, as I said, deft little touch, and just uh, knock it in the front post. Yeah, it was, it was a great goal. Yeah, Grizz. He uses the pace of the ball well, doesn't he? Because he doesn't have to generate any power off it. He just has to get the touch in the right direction, and it's in the net. And um, I was delighted for him to get a goal. Really was. It's all about the delivery, isn't it? And wouldn't you say, guys, that was like a, a very Morata-type goal, don't you think? I mean, that was a proper striker's, number nine striker's goal, isn't it? You got across the first defender, anticipated sort of the cross coming there, and sort of just a, a proper bullet, a, a proper old-school number nine's goal. I really enjoyed it, and, and he deserved it, his play. I mean, I, don't, I, think we, I think we've just sort of taken for granted his... Um, his uh, Contribution to the first goal, not the first goal, sorry, the the Lovren header. I really think it was uh, very well. I mean, most people would have given up. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to come up with my agenda about Sturridge again. But can any of you see Sturridge chasing that or keeping that in play in that situation? I I can't see it. But Bobby never gives up. Chased it down and uh, brilliant pullback for Lovren. I mean, just just his natural. Uh, energy and his harassment of the defenders all game was superb and you know this kind of when you've got a, a prowler strike goal scorer call him what you want around him with like Salah there's you've always we're always in the game with chances sort of and actions sort of in their in their in their final third whereas 
when we play the four three three, sometimes it's sort of we rely on more individual brilliance. But I think this formation suits the players more. I just think it sort of you know there's more combination play in in sort of different parts of the area and uh, uh, pitch. And uh, I think Bobby contributes to that vitally. Yeah, he's um. I always say that he's he's the facilitator to them all. He, somebody said they're 13 goals this season. Ian, um, it's not a bad return, is it? For for somebody that they say isn't a proper striker, doesn't score enough. Does, he, he does everything you want, I think, in a striker. And 13 goals is no bad return, especially with the lads either side of him putting plenty in. But um, you can't knock Firmino, can you, Ian, for, for the effort and, and, the, and the way he helps the team game in and game out. No, I'm a massive fan, and I think if you're an actual football person and you appreciate the intricacies of the of the game and not just stats, then it's impossible not to love a player like Bobby Firmino. He's he's relentless. Do you know what he remember? The, I'm thinking back to a player who used to work his ass. Like, do you remember, ever remember Paul Dichov at, yeah. at uh, Man City? Dog shit but he used to run non-stop because he had no other ability. Well, Bobby Firmino's got the same work rate as him, but 10 times the ability. He's got, he doesn't have to work as hard as he does because he can get by just by you know coasting through games because he is that talented as well. But he's tremendous. I, I don't understand how people can't rate him. Like, how much Chelsea paid what for Morata? Was it 60 million? Yeah, something I think it was yeah, 60 million. That, yeah. And Firmino is not actually... A, a supposedly is not actually a clinical number nine. Will he score more goals than him? Honestly, so how many? How much is Firmino worth? Well, Matt's got the stats for that. Matt, what's the what's the what's the stats like for Morata? And um, or you could put Lukaku, I think, in that bracket as well. I think I think Bobby's stats are better than all theirs, isn't it? In terms of sort of stats, in terms of uh, assists and goals. Am I right, Matt? Or am I talking shit? Yeah, yeah, uh, assists and goals. He's he's got better in both of them. I think. Um, oh wow, wow! What are we on? Bobby's on thirteen goals, seven assists, and Morata's on ten goals, four assists. Wow! There you go. Yeah, it's just no, he's that's not and, bad, is it? And Morata works hard, but uh, Firmino is basically just a better Morata. See, I don't, I don't mind Morata. I never, never have. Oh, he's but a good I just Bobby's better. I just think. Stuff. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And Salah and Mane are nowhere near as... And Coutinho, to an extent, are nowhere near as effective when Firmino's not in the starting eleven. Well, and that's a, put, that says a lot. Cause, Ian, sorry, Gav, I'm going to play your role for 30 seconds. I just want Ian's opinion. So, look, this summer, the, the, the three strikers that sort of were, were sort of uh, sought after in the Premiership uh, were Morata, Lukaku and Lacazette, Right? So they were yeah. up for sale when like, everyone wanted one of them. Well, not Lukaku, but sort of everyone was saying, oh, we should be in for Morata, we should be like I said. Now, I, do, I, think, I think none of them, I think, start for our best 11. What's your opinion on that? I think... The, the, I th- sorry, sorry, go on. It's Ian's opinion you wanted. Sorry. Yeah, no, they, they don't, mate. And I, I've had this with, uh, with Steve-O and the Tippers for like the entire season. And I've said oh, to have him, you? Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. Go on. Yeah, for the entire season, I've <laughs> said to him that, that Firmino, Firmino starts in Klopp's eleven over Morata, hmm. and he won't have it. He won't have it. But 
our team is infinitely better with with Firmino up front. It, it, like, I don't know which one he just said he's the facilitator. He is. We score so many more goals because of him. And you used to be able to say, well, we, the others may score more than him, but he provides more elsewhere. But now he's outscoring them as well. So at what point do you hold your hand up and go, you know what, maybe you were right. Yeah. Or think, maybe I, I was wrong. And but only his I second think... season as a number nine, lads. We forget that. Only his second season... As, a, as since he's been converted into this striker, we we, we got to listen. We got to stop calling him a false nine. I think we have got to call him Liverpool striker and Liverpool's number nine. Well, I don't yeah, even he's... think now. Nah, I don't like that false nine bollocks. But I don't actually think he's a number nine either. I just think he's a central forward. I think that's it. He just yeah. he moves yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He drops. He drops deep. Sometimes he plays as a ten. He can even play as an attacker midfielder if he polished up his his passing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. It's just a central forward. You know what I mean? And I th- go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Oh, no, what, what I think about when I when I think about Firmino, um, like you've you've mentioned Lukaku, Lacazette, um, and Morata. Um, I think if you take Morata, say for argument's sake, Morata is the type that he's a goal getter. All right, he wants goals. He wants to be in certain positions. He wants to make certain runs. And usually, the, the people out wide are would be people that would supply him. Um, whereas Firmino has players in the team that are suppliers, but they're goal-getters as well. And what he does is, Firmino, what he does for this team, that I don't think any of them other three can do is, he vacates spaces all the time, and he does it on purpose. And the reason he's vacating these spaces is to allow these lads, either side of them, to get into them. And it's attack teams from different angles. So I agree with you all. I think Firmino would start in Klopp's eleven before any of them three for me. Um, I, think, I, I think you're absolutely spot on there, Gav. Uh, the other, them other players from Arsenal, Lacazette and that, they all want goals, but for themselves, whereas it seems like Bobby wants goals for the team, and that's why he does loads of the unselfish stuff. Can I, yeah, I just, see, I, I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's any fluke that if you see Salah's goals and watch where he, the spaces he gets into, like, if you, especially if you look at the one against Southampton, Firmino comes deliberately comes out and takes up a space where the two centre halves don't know how to go with him or not go with him, and there's a big massive space there. And as soon as Salah sees it, he knows. As soon as Firmino makes that move, and Salah knows, I have to get into that space that he's left. And I think that's where the facilitator thing comes from. And he just he just complements the way this team plays better than any of them three. Now I'm not knocking any of them three. I think they're all great in their own way. But I think in in Klopp's team and the way they want to play, I think Firmino suits it best. Do you know what, right, I said, possibly a couple of months ago, and I got a few pelters for it as well, I think Firmino is the first name on Klopp's team sheet, yeah, over everyone, yeah, and I, I, know Salah's, I know Salah's breaking records at the minute, but that, that won't, this, you know what I mean, this, he cannot continue scoring at this straight, well, I, I would be surprised if he did forever, but I, I think his number one, is the first person he puts on his team sheet is Bobby Firmino, when everyone's nah, I think it's Lovren. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> to be fair, though, we haven't got anyone in a similar mould to Firmino who could come in anyway. So, like, I, I, I agree. Well, with you. I think no, no, wait, I agree with you, but we haven't got uh, a trusted backup. But he could have went out and bought one, though, couldn't he? That's he my never. point. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. Morata was available for sixty million. That was a fact. That he was out there, and we didn't bid. Mm. Yeah, fair one. It's clear he didn't. It's clear he didn't. He wanted to understudy. Sort of in the in the mode of well Dominic Slanky, 
You know, he wanted a young striker that he that he wanted to sort of watch and learn Bobby play. You know, watch watch Bobby play and learn of him. You know, a young striker that's not got the habits sort of uh, that he's been sort of bad habits. He wanted him, and you can see, not obviously not in the same league and not in the same class as Bobby, but sort of you can see, and I can slowly, slowly see Dominic Solanke trying to sort of get into that. Uh, style of play like Bobby does for us, his movements, you know, improved from what I've not seen much of him, admittedly, but sort of for the under 23s or 21s, whatever, or Chelsea. You can see since Dominic's been at Liverpool, his movement has slightly improved. His link up play has definitely improved. You know, his touches, his first, you know, even Klopp alluded to. Do you remember the other day when Mane went through and didn't pass to um, whoever it was in the middle or whatever? Everyone. Um, Everyone, yeah, there's about four players, wasn't there? Yeah. But see, Klopp noticed, uh, he mentioned it in his interview, a oh, lovely touch from Dominic Solanke, which set up the move. And you see uh, Bobby doing that a lot in games as well. Well, he came so out. I think, he, I think he, he, he... He'd done an interview, didn't he, saying uh, Bobby's been helping him loads and he, he's been watching him, but Bobby's actually been telling them stuff as well, where he should go. And really? I didn't... Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. He can only learn. He can only learn what, off. Um. For me. What Dominic Solanke really came out and said that. <laughs> you you read it. Shut up. No. No. I swear <laughs> down. I swear I did. I did. I swear. I swear to you. I did. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I swear he, I did. He came out this week and said it. Oh. Okay. Actually, I think you said Klopp said like you know he's been watching uh, Dominic. Right. Listen. I'm gonna have to push on lads because we're, we're a bit pushed for time. I just want to touch on two players. Um. Quickly. Um. Ma. Um. Danny Ings and Adam Lallana get a run in the second half. Um, good to see Ings back at the fourth team. Great to see Lallana back actually fit and ready to play. Some nice touches from him. But um, what do you think these two lads can do for us um, over this kind of festive period and as well for the rest of the season? How do you think they'll... What opportunities... Well, what opportunities will Ings get? But um, isn't it great to have Lallana back when we're coming into this stage as well? Yeah, I like Lallana. I mean, Ingsy, I don't think he'll get too much, if I'm honest. Um, I do like him, but he's he's not the best. He's good, he's not amazing. Um, I think Lallana will add more. It's more about uh, just giving us options as well. Just when we're rotating like we are now, um, we, we need players to come in that similar calibre to what we've got on the pitch, really. And Lallana offers that more than Ingsy does. So, yeah, it's great to have him back. Um, it just shows now, if, if them two are on the bench, it shows the, the depth we've got. Um, just unfortunately, the depth's always in midfield at the moment rather than, and, and the wide forwards rather than the defence where we need it. But, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be made up to have both of them back? Uh, Lana especially. I think he'll be good. And he'll come on as well because you look at players, all right, Phil's playing amazing, but Phil goes up and down in form quite a lot. So if Phil's out of form, then you've got someone else sitting there who might not be out of form, and uh, you can bring him in. And Lalana can play that uh, position that Phil does. He coming in off the uh, off the wing. So yeah, yeah, made up to have him. The one, the one that got me about Lalana coming back, and I was trying to think when, where would you put him? And um, does he come into a midfield three wide? But the one for me is in the four four two. If you did need to um, give Firmino a rest, you could put Salah up front and play Lalana off him, and. Um, the pressing game that he has could be really good. Ian, um, as Matt says there, Ings probably gets a couple of substitute appearances over this busy period, but you might see him fall back out of the squad again as the season goes on. Then again, 
he could do well and stay there. But Lalana's the big one, isn't he? Come on back. Um, he just does give us extra extra options for the rest of the season and and hopefully Champions League and everything come February. Yeah, he's a he's a. I'm a massive fan of Lalana. I've been for a while. He's he's a top player. He's he's beefed up a bit, and he he's looking a bit like Bane out of Batman at the minute as well. No off. <laughs> Did so, you see uh, the arm on him in the hospital, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, looking, he's looking the path. Uh, I think I think Danny Ings will go in January. What? If it's not a loan, sorry, if it's not an out-and-out transfer, it'll be a loan. I'd be surprised. I just don't don't see how he's going to get a go. The only way he won't go in January is if Sturridge goes. And I can't see, I can't see Sturridge going in January. Uh, so yeah. we, we won't get rid of two of them. But I think, yeah... He, he's a he's a good lad, Danny Ings. You know what I mean? By all accounts, he's a proper laugh around the changes and all that. He's hard work and, and he's and he will score goals. You know what I mean? He'd score goals for some. He'd score a lot of goals for someone like Swansea or someone like that, or even Newcastle. We've been linked, but he's not like Matt just said there. He's not at the level required. Do you know what I mean? That we that we need really. Uh, Lallana though, Lallana's at times Lallana's like a Rolls Royce. His technique's brilliant. He's both footed, he can go both ways. He's had a goal to his game before his injury. Everett, we've spoke about it endless times. How the team press better as a unit when he plays, because he 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 triggers the whole whole shebang. Yeah, I'm a massive Lallana fan. I think in Liverpool's strongest starting eleven, I think Lallana plays. Ooh, yeah, it's a big it's a big show. Um, Chris Lallana um comes on today, and it was the perfect game from it. The tempo wasn't crazy. He was able to find plenty of space. There were some beautiful touches from him and ball control and movement and yeah. manipulation of the ball at times in tight areas. Um, Ings come on nearly scores, but um, I don't know if I agree with Ian there about Ings going because I don't think you can trust Sturridge's fitness. So even if you keep Sturridge, I don't think you let Ings go, but it might be something for the summer. But Grizz, I'll go with Lalana with you. Um, how important is he to have and keep fit from now to the end of the season, considering when he is fit, the amount of work he puts in and the amount of ground he covers and just yeah. overall what he brings to the team. Well, first of all, I do agree. I th- I'm going to agree with Ian this time. I do think one of Ings or Studge definitely goes. Um, definitely, definitely. I don't think both of them are going to be kept uh, over the general window. But along with with regards to Lalana, I thought his cameo reminded me of... Do you remember when he made his comeback against... Um, when Emre scored that overhead kick, who was that against, lads? Watford. Watford, Watford away. And uh, he, made, uh, he made a comeback from injury. And he got into this pace of things very quickly. Um, he's crucial. I think he's crucial to uh, our squad. I'm, I'm not sure if he goes into our strongest eleven, But he's absolute vital cog in, in the squad uh, system. Um, I think he's perfect for sort of... We talked about Phil, but does Phil does kind of tire in the last 20, 30 minutes. And when you need that pressing to be sort of uh, kept at the same intensity, who better to bring off the, off the bench than a Lalana? Not only that, his ability to keep the ball is underrated. People talk about his unnecessary cry of t- uh, yarn cry of turns. I think that's just, it's just, be- it's just, I think that's lazy. That's a lazy uh, criticism of him. Uh, that was sort of when he was first came to the the club. He's improved on that. He's far more efficient. Listen, he wouldn't be kept around a Klopp team if he wasn't 
efficient on the ball and move the ball quickly. Because that's one thing Jurgen Klopp requires of his team and his players, especially in the forward positions, to move that ball quickly. You can always see in his hand gestures, whatever, or sort of when he's sort of pumping them up. You know, any fools out there that think, oh, Lalana slows our play down, whatever, Klopp wouldn't pick him and he wouldn't sort of, you know, have him anywhere near the team or kept him in the squad and praise him as much as he does. I think Lalana's vital to our running. Fingers crossed again if he can stay fit. Another option, another very decent option, another flexible option. You can easily see Lalana play sort of any of those midfield roles. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think even a couple of times he played up top. I think against Chelsea or something as well, he played sort of off the strike or something. Uh, or was that under... No, that was under Klopp, actually. Yeah, when Benteke and him, I think, came on or something or played up front. So, very flexible, very intelligent player as well in his movement. And he's becoming, you know, in the twilight of his career, I suppose, in the, in the sort of in the last... Maybe last two, three seasons of his career. But he's a very... I think he's a very intelligent. He's kept himself in shape. So, yeah, uh, vital member. Could be, a, could be a, a, a very useful addition in the last uh, few months. Absolutely. Um, I think all we can do is... I hope he's back. I hope he's back for a good stretch. Keep our fingers crossed that he makes it between now and the end of the season. And um, if he does, he'll be going. He'll be going to the World Cup anyway. Lads, quickly, um, Grizz, I'll come straight back to you. Actually, man of the match for you. Who do you have? I I, I did tweet. I very. I struggled to bring man of the match today because I think I really think everyone played seven, eight, and above. So, but if you really tortured me and made me choose Don't one care. under due stress. I'd, I'd go f- I'd go for Ox. Okay, cool. Um, Ian, who would you have? Uh, as much as it's bad for me reputation, I'm going to have to agree Woo! with Chris. Uh, I'd uh, and uh, say Coutinho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I go I go for Oxley Chamberlain. I think he's really start. Well, he's he's beyond settled now. He's he's up this game quite quite a lot in the last few weeks. So yeah, him just over Coutinho. Good stuff. Mahu, is it a clean sweep for for um, Oxley Chamberlain? Are you going to go somewhere different? Ah, I, can't, I can't agree with them two cunts, can I? Now, um, yeah, yeah, dead right. I'm going for Coutinho just because his goal is sexy as fuck. Yeah, I'll tell you what though um, you know that Ox you know when he when he broke up that challenge when he broke up that ta- um, attack with that brilliant tackle went on that run and that s- smashed it with his left foot if that went in whoo that but, was one of yeah. the contenders of the goal of the season. To be fair, Ox does win man of the uh, interview because what he done to that interview was boss with uh, Coutinho. Yeah, he just shook oh, him down. Yeah, didn't he? exactly. He made yeah. a class that I loved it. I think and we I all hope, stood up I and hope clapped. Yeah, I hope when I hope when I hope when I'm doing that, I don't think we all stood up and clapped. I think you're going a bit overboard. Didn't you? Um, <laughs> no, I didn't stand up and be in. I didn't Wang. stand up and clap him. Um, but. Uh, it no, like I you're think... standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're seeing over the big mound of fucking chip for you. Anyway. Um, come here. Um, no, the, I, I will give it to Oxley Chamberlain as well. And Grizz, you touched on it there. The, I think when he slides in and wins that tackle and it's forced, it's forced hard. It's just a drive at them. And he had the confidence to drive at them, take on a player. He's unlucky with the shot. Um, I think that shows how far he's come since he signed for Liverpool. And, you know, I think he's only getting better and better with every game. And forget price tags because they're irrelevant. Money is fucking mad in the game. So just look at him for what he is on the pitch. And I think he's he's improving all the time in a number of different positions. So Oxlade-Chamberlain is definitely get man of the match for me. 
And I'd give him player of the season just for that fucking interview as well. Because I hope um, what he done today will stop interviewers being, as Grizz put it, lazy and asking fucking stupid questions that Coutinho's trying to answer in five different ways. Um, it's 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 going to be no surprise to anyone if Coutinho leaves this club. I think he'll be in the summer. I think he definitely will go. But stop asking the fella. He plays for Liverpool and... Um, I'd like to dedicate that win today to Martin Tyler, who's fucking disgusted having to commentate on a 4-0 Liverpool win, because <laughs> he's a prick. Um, right, lads, uh, random topics. Next week is Christmas, we all know it. Um, so best and most Christmas presents is what we've been asked to answer. Um, Matt, I'll come to you first. Ah, best and off, worst lad. Christmas presents. Come on. Uh, right. Who would, who would give Matt a... Hang on. Who'd give Matt a present, Christmas present? Fucking hell. You done? Matt's much loved by his family and friends. Yeah. Oh, much love. Go on. Uh, I reckon, all right, the worst one must be, I've got an auntie, and uh, she, she's massive, massive hippie. And one year, like I spend about, on your aunties, <laughs> I, we're, we're quite close. I thought you were going to say she has massive, massive tits. Genuine. <laughs> I was going to be, I was going to we go again. <laughs> she has. Yeah. She has yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> 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 nah, it's like uh, you spend about 20 30 quid on your aunties, quite close. And then um, one year she decides to get me a charity donation for my fucking Christmas oh. present. Oh, I, fuck <laughs> that. I think she bought like seven fir trees in fucking Norway or something, shit like that as well. It wasn't even a good one. So I'd have to say that's my worst. And my best, right? My best would be. I reckon I was about 17. My mum must have been to the fucking Poundland or something. And it was this. It was, I was 17, by the way. It was a spider. And when you clapped, it, it crawled down a, a wire and sang to you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Are you sure that you didn't allude? Are you sure that wasn't just an hallucination, though, Matt? Honestly. You know the way you carry I, on. I, I opened it. And honestly, I was 17. I opened it. I was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, good that mum. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> but I ended up having it in my room for like six years. <laughs> I fucking love it. Just walking, just okay, like, lying there in the mornings. <laughs> <She didn't smile>. <laughs> <laughs> Clapping away. But yeah, that's probably my um, Ian, what's yours best and worst? Uh, up until this year, the best I had was off my granddad when I was younger and it was like, it was like a black Sabutio, but you pressed the man's head in and he kicked the ball. So they had like a little like hoop for feet, you know, yeah, so if the ball come near them, they took it in. I had that. Yeah, and you pressed the head in, the neck would go right down into the chest and they'd kick the ball. It was like Sabutio for normal people, do you know what I mean, who didn't want to play with all the rules. That was this year. Uh, up until this year, and then my auntie took me to watch Phil Collins. So, nah. you know what I mean? Eesh, Trumped it all. But, she, she owed me that. <laughs> she owed me that because she's also the person that got me the worst ever presents as well. But does she have big and She went to... She, she used to have... She had a reduction. Uh, she went she went to a Tenerife, I think, or Lanzarote or one of those jar gaffs. And uh, come, come back... Jar gaffs. And you can tell she bought she bought like mine and my brother's presents on like the last day with five minutes to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and it was a baseball cap, but they were leather baseball caps. And 
and on the front it had written on it like boy but B O I I or 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 like love was, or something. It was, it was something really really bad. I mean, it may as well have just had arseless chaps wrote on the front because it was that's how gay it was. I, I, and when she come round, my mum said, "Go and put those baseball cats on." And I was like, "Fucking hell, they're, they're like they're like something you'd see in like the Blue Oyster and Police Academy." They were shocking. Oh, wait, but, did you have your earrings in as well at the same time? <laughs> uh, no, this is this pre earring. This is pre sexy. But uh, oh, they, mate, they were abysmal. They were abysmal. So she is give me both my best and my worst present. So she's she's level now. She's on. She's all right. Okay, um, I'll go next. Um, the, it's weird. You've all you've mentioned Sabuti and knockoffs Sabuti games years and years ago. So I was probably fucking four or five, and I got this thing, and it was literally. It was made of plastic, but it was a football pitch, which actually, the, the players were on springs, and you, there was a ball bearing that you literally knocked between the players using the springs. It was it was a football game, and I fucking loved it for years and years and years, and still to this day, I thought, I fucking loved that at Christmas. Sounds um, proper, actually, that makes No, it was, it was brilliant. It was literally a small little fucking ball bearing that literally you played the football. The players didn't move. They were just on springs. And different parts of the pitch, and you had to try get the ball to each other. That was still to this day. I, I still think of it. Go, yeah, I thought that was brilliant at the time. The worst one I ever got was um, uh, again, um, a relationship. Sounds like, mine. Sounds like your you, your best present would have been my worst present. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. <laughs> Listen, you were four years of age. You know what I mean? It was fucking Irish. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, the worst was um. It actually came after Christmas because we hadn't seen a couple of relations over Christmas. Um, and Fernando Torres leaves Liverpool and a relation of mine turns up probably about three days later going, oh, I forgot to give you your Christmas present and it was Fernando Torres's book. So um, that didn't go down <laughs> too well. So that's the worst I got. Oh, um, and you yeah, can't read. Double bubble. Yeah, but there's loads of pictures in it. I <laughs> read books. Give that to me. I read books. No, you don't, man. You're Send full of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he still pretending he goes to Hyde Park? I yeah. am in the summer. I am going to start again. But anyway. Yeah, start again. When you get off school, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Grizz, best and worst, your last girlfriend. Well, I told you guys, you know, I'm come from a family of siblings. We've got eight of us, so... Um, Basically, my dad didn't get me any presents when I was a kid because like, it would have cost him too much. He would have to remortgage the house getting a present for me because he would have to get it for everyone else. And you're so a pretty mine's, mine's, mine's more up to date. So mine's really cute. I'm not going to lie. It's a bit of, I'm, I'm quite chuffed to bits. It's just my recent birth week that, as you guys know, just took place over last week. And my eldest boy uh, <coughs> bought me tickets for the Arsenal-Liverpool game this weekend, uh, this Friday. So I thought that was absolutely cute of him. Um, really, really made my birthday. So that was nice. That was my best ever. My worst one, I'm going to admit it. Um, <laughs> the season we bought Balotelli on the last day of the season. A, I thought it was going to be a tip reduction. No. <laughs> no, the, the, uh, no, I know what he's going to say yeah, yeah. The, on the back of his shirt. I know what he's uh, going to say. And, well, it wasn't, well, my mate, and I'm going to name him. Right, Icky from East London, uh, Ilford. What's his name? Where he's from and everything. Icky. He needs to be shot. He needs to be found. Right. What's his name? So, 
Icky. Icky, I-K-Y. Right? Fuck off, what's his got, name? Hold on. Ikram, Ikram. We call him Icky. Okay. Okay. Check this out. Sounds legit. So, so he's got... <laughs> he's got... <laughs> Oi, listen. Oi, let's not broadcast what you called uh, the... <laughs> This is definitely made the only up. Muslim name that you the only Muslim name you could come out with yesterday was hold on what was it Ian it was about four o'clock in the morning we were, we were talking about Christmas songs and I I said fuck off Chris will come out with some sort of Muslim melody and then Gav turned around and went no it, it'll be it'll be like something by Amir John or Amir something like that John, instead of only, instead of Elton John. The only he could think it was Amir Khan, a Muslim name. He couldn't think of a Muslim name. He came out with Amir John. <laughs> That's how racist Irish people are. I didn't think of a Muslim name, Matt. He came with Amir John. Just because yeah, well, he saw look, Amir on celebrity, sorry about he fucking, thought he's a Muslim. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, that, sorry that Icky didn't come straight to me. Fucking mind you. I don't know something. I have to give it to you because you've, you've spread this out as much as you can to make up this story. You've wasted no, 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 as much not, time as you can to no, make up this story. I was going to finish it, basically. He's a prick. So he said, he, he, he turned oh, around no. to me and he said, oh my God, we're playing Balotelli, right? So I said, I said, yeah, we're buying Balotelli. He goes, I think it's going to be a smashing signing for us. He only went out and bought two tops because sh- we share the birthday. We, we, our birthdays are the same days. He got Icotelli on his back and oh, he, got me a top, he got me a top with Grizzatelli on the back. And oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I've ever worn it. I think I've outgrown it now anyway by about five sizes. But um, I didn't Should get to wear it. I didn't get to You're wear it. Yeah, I've still got it. I've still got You're it. on the way back down, aren't you? Very soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah very soon. June the 6th. Very soon. I should be, I should be ready Monday, by June Steph, the 6th. Monday. But unfortunately, <laughs> Balotelli's left. So uh, I'm not going to be wearing that anytime soon. Whatever. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, the, because Balotelli's left is the only reason that is a dog shit <laughs> present. That's the only reason. <laughs> Fucking Ichatelli. Ichatelli. Can you imagine? Oh, fuck yeah, and all the pair of us wearing I'd rather have Jimmy Savile no on the back wonder. of my top. Hey, come here, no wonder I've got fucking stalkers at games. Or, imagine or I'm wearing Grizzly and Ichatelli. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. You're that's the worst one. You're going- if you're going around with Grizzatelli on the back of a JJ game, no one's stalking you. It's people with white coats <laughs> who can take it away. Um, <laughs> lads, um, that's more or less it. Um, one thing I want to touch on at the end is we kind of made a joke of this a couple of weeks ago that we were approaching 100,000 listens and we wanted that for Christmas. And during the week there, it might have been Wednesday or Thursday, we actually hit that target. So um, I just want to say thanks a million to everyone that listens um it's a phenomenal number for for a podcast that's what this will be 16 episodes old um it's brilliant we're all delighted ian um it's a serious number isn't it yeah i mean it's almost uh, a tenth of a million so we're flying no but in all, in all seriousness no yeah, it, it, it's good, man, and it, it just it just goes to show how many dickheads there are on Twitter who because who just like to listen to like four dickheads chatting shit. So, well in. <laughs> yeah, you saved that. You saved that well. You, I just literally thought you were going to call Twitter just a pack of dickheads and leave it at that. Um, ma, um, I, oh, want fucking... you, I want the word from all on a really ma. No, um, don't come to me. It's no, a shy question. No, no, I will, I will come to you. Um, no, it's a shy question. But, but um. No, it is. It's it's. No, it's, it's a great. good question. Yeah, be nice, Matt. Fuck's sake. Yeah, be, uh, You've be been suspended fun. from Twitter about sixty-eight times. 
Be nice. Okay. So if you Thank want to call way. anyone a cunt, Matt, go ahead and do it now. And we won't. <laughs> no, yeah, do it now because we can't <laughs> suspend you, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, Matt, no, I just just want the word with all. Um, it is a serious number for us. Ah, uh, do you know what? Doing such a quick time, I I I can't believe there's that many people that give a shit to listen to us. Like we are just for literal cunts who talk talk a bit of footy and a bit of nonsense, and I'm absolutely delighted. Tenth mm. of a million, get the fuck in. Tenth of a million. Um, Grizz, um, we expect the numbers to, to drop like a fucking like a, a stone come the 4th of January when you start your bullshit. Um, how do you feel right now, a week or probably two weeks before it all goes really, really badly wrong? Do you know what? Honest to God, we're going to fly. We're going to fly. It's mad. It's mental. As Matt says, it's, it's brilliant. It's amazing that, you know, four of us... And I think, look, I'm going to be serious for a second or two, right? But I think it's brilliant that four of us, and, and the listeners will say, and it's true, because we've all got four different opinions always. We very rarely talk the same, agree, all, you know, all agree on the same topic. You know, and that's brilliant. We've got div- the diversity of opinions. And, we, you know, we don't fall out over opinions. And, you know, it's amazing that we've reached this kind of figure in such a short space of time talking absolute shit. But, you know, somebody must like us out there. And it's... Uh, I think I think it's I think it's a stunning number considering you know we've got Matt on our show but, you know we we but come January I'm working hard on our targets to get find a replacement but yeah I think it should be brilliant in January up up and onwards the fat back four yeah absolutely um we're gonna try sort something out with a podcast for next week next Sunday is Christmas Eve so we'll all be too busy doing other stuff to wear uh, I won't be I think I'll probably. be the only one doing the pod because uh, yeah um uh, Amir John I'll be Amir John's <laughs> podcast next Sunday Amir John <laughs> Amir, Amir, Amir John, John. Amir, Amir John, John sings Christmas Bollywood hits. Christmas hits yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're lucky that was the first topic I was going to go for that shit yeah. today dressed dressed in a grizzled heli t-shirt fucking jersey <laughs> uh, but look lads that's it that's been episode 16 um, Ian Matt Grizz thanks a million for joining me again tonight I've been your host Gav over and out. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.